They wouldn't tell anyone. Since then, they'd both hinted that they'd had to confide in close friends solely for the purpose of providing cover stories for their absences from home and hearth. But always wondered who of her friends knew, and at social gatherings, he had fun trying to guess. They had driven in separate cars from their homes on Long Island's Gold Coast, about 55 miles from West Hampton, and Jill had parked in a village lot where they'd rendezvoused, then driven to a hotel together in Bud's Explorer. At the hotel, Bud had asked her what her cover story was and gotten a one-word answer. So he asked again, Where are you tonight? Dinner with a girlfriend who has a place in East Hampton. Shopping tomorrow. She added, That part is true, since you have to get home in the morning. The friend is cool with this? She let out an exasperated breath. Yes. Don't worry about it. Okay. Bud noticed that she never asked about his cover story, as if the less she knew, the better. He volunteered, I'm deep sea fishing with friends. Bad cell phone reception on the ocean. Jill shrugged. Bud Mitchell understood that in their own way, both he and Jill loved their slightly boring spouses. They loved their children and their comfortable upper-middle-class lives. They also loved each other, or said they did, but not enough to chuck everything to be together seven days a week. Three or four times a month seemed to be good enough. The trail ended at a sand dune, and Bud stopped. Jill said, go toward the beach. Bud turned off the sandy trail toward the ocean. The explorer descended a gradual slope through brush and seagrass as he steered around a high dune. He stopped on the far side of the dune where the vehicle couldn't be seen from the trail. His dashboard clock read 722. The sun was sinking over the Atlantic Ocean, and he noticed that the ocean itself was smooth as a pond. The sky was clear except for some scattered clouds. He said to Jill, Nice night. She opened her door and got out. Bud turned off the engine and followed her. They surveyed the expanse of white sand beach that ended at the ocean's edge 50 yards away. The water sparkled with golden flecks in the setting sun, and a soft land breeze rustled the sea oats on the dunes. Bud looked around to see if they were alone. Dune Road was the only way in or out of this barrier island, and he'd seen a few cars leaving the beaches and heading back toward West Hampton, but no cars traveling in their direction. The thin island ended a hundred yards to the west at Morich's Inlet, and on the other side of the inlet he could see the edge of Smith Point County Park on Fire Island. It was Wednesday, so the Hampton weekenders were back in the city, and anyone left was deep into the cocktail hour. Plus, it was about a half mile back to where vehicles were supposed to stop. Bud said, I guess we have the beach to ourselves. That's what I told you. Jill went around the Explorer and opened the rear hatch. Bud joined her, and together they removed a few items, including a blanket, an ice chest, a video camera, and a tripod. They found a sheltered valley between two grassy dunes, and Jill laid out the blanket and cooler while Bud set up the tripod and video camera. He took off the lens cap, looked through the viewfinder, and pointed the camera at Jill sitting cross-legged and barefoot on the blanket. The last glimmers of red sunlight illuminated the scene, and Bud adjusted the zoom lens and hit the record button. He joined Jill on the blanket as she uncorked a bottle of white wine. He took two wine glasses from the ice chest, and she poured. They clinked glasses, and Bud said, To summer evenings. To us. Together. 
They drank and kissed. They were both aware of the video camera recording their images and voices, and they were a little self-conscious. Jill broke the ice by saying, So, do you come here often? Bud smiled and replied, First time. How about you? They smiled at each other and the silence became almost awkward. Bud didn't like the camera pointing at them, but he could see the upside later when they got back to their hotel room in West Hampton and played the tape while they had sex in bed. Maybe this wasn't such a bad idea. They had a second glass of wine, and aware that the light was fading, Jill got down to business. She set her glass on the cooler, stood, and pulled off her knit top. Bud stood and took off his shirt. Jill dropped her khaki shorts and kicked them away. She stood there a few seconds in her bra and panties as Bud got undressed, then she took off her bra and slid her panties off. She faced the camera, threw her arms in the air, did a few gyrations, then said, ta-da, and bowed toward the camera. They embraced and kissed, and their hands ran over each other's bare body. Jill moved Bud at right angles to the lens, then looked back at the camera and said, blowjob, take one. She dropped to her knees and began to perform oral sex on him. Bud got very stiff while his knees went rubbery. He didn't know what to do with his hands, so he put them on her head and ran his fingers through her straight brown hair. Bud forced a smile, knowing the camera was capturing the expression on his face, and he wanted to look happy when they played it back later. But in truth, he felt somewhere between silly and uncomfortable. He could be a little raunchy in mixed company while she was usually soft-spoken and demure, with an occasional smile or witticism. In bed, however, he was still surprised at her sexual nuttiness.